at 60 miles an hour, the loudest noise in the new Rolls-Royce comes from the electric clock. How does the man who drives the snowplow drive to the snowplow? I never read The Economist, management trainee, aged 42. If you've spent some time in advertising, you've seen these ads. You know that the Rolls-Royce ad was done by David Ogilvy, the Volkswagen ad was done by Bill Burnback, and the Economist ad was by David Abbott. There are two things common to all these ads. Firstly, they were all driven by a beautiful line of copy. Secondly, they were all done several decades ago. Why is it that we always need to go back several decades to find the greatest examples of copywriting and advertising? Why can't we think of any great lines from advertising done in the past 20 years? Does great copywriting still have a place today? That is the topic of the Sunnyside podcast this week. As many of you know by now, I started out as a copywriter. But very quickly, I started positioning myself as a big picture, integrated, bird's eye creative who can also write copy. That's because I believed that every copywriter and art director has to take that step up sooner or later. And why not sooner then? I started telling people that I am a creative and only if they probed further as to what sort of creative I said I was a copywriter. Then I became the founder and creative director of my own agency, which was a very convenient shortcut to becoming a creative director. In fact, I could have called myself creative emperor if I wanted, but I didn't want to get a cease and desist notice from Palpatine. But we digress. My main point is that I became a copywriter who didn't want to call himself a copywriter. That's because I kept getting all the signals that great copy is a thing of the past. Think of all the iconic pieces of work from the past 10 years. Whopper Detour, Fearless Girl, Dumb Ways to Die, Dove Sketches, Volvo Trucks, Like a Girl, the Welcome Home Apple commercial by Spike Jones. All of them are known for a good idea, a courageous cause, great filmmaking or great acting. But they all have just functional copy that does its job. Let's go back one more decade and look at the iconic work that came out in the 2000s. Subservient Chicken, The Man Your Man Could Smell Like, Queensland Tourism's Best Job in the World, Nike's Write the Future. Again, the copy was not what made these work special. What I believe has happened is that the mediums of creative expression have widened substantially today. In the Mad Men days, the main medium was a print ad with an arresting slogan. The only two other mediums were TV and radio. Copy was the hero in all these mediums. The copy led the work. The art and the acting followed. But now, copy has to put up with a supporting role. It is one of the factors that make a great piece of work, but not the main factor. Another possible reason for the sudden dearth of iconic lines of copy is that we are looking to do more work that cuts across cultures. Work that works regardless of whether a South American, North American, European or Asian sees it. Coming back to Dove sketches, 60 million people watched it around the world and very few of those 60 million people would have known that it was done by a Brazilian agency, Ogilvy Sao Paulo. It cut across cultures and warmed the hearts of people in every part of the world. This would not have been possible 
if the work hinged on a line of copy in one particular language like Brazilian Portuguese. The role of the copywriter has evolved such that he or she needs a greater understanding of user experience. No, I'm not necessarily talking about digital copy. I'm talking about how a user experiences the work regardless of the medium. We have all heard of how people today have short attention spans. In fact, in the past, whenever people had short attention spans, we used to say they have the attention span of a goldfish. But a study done a couple of years ago showed that the human attention span has shortened to 7 seconds, whereas a goldfish has an attention span of 8 seconds. Today, goldfishes with short attention spans need to be described as having the attention span of a human. Considering this, a copywriter today needs to arrest your attention very quickly and keep it. I'm not talking about hypothetical ads. I'll give you an example of what KFC did a couple of years ago. When stores all over the UK ran out of chicken, KFC responded with a simple print ad where its brand name was changed to FCK. Just three letters. That's all it took to make a hilarious print ad. That's all it took for KFC to turn a weakness into a strength and to change the entire complexion of the conversation. That is great copy in today's world if you ask me. Another quality a copywriter needs today is to capture the Zeitgeist. That German word that doesn't have a direct equivalent in English but roughly means the popular culture and sentiment at any one point in time. The best example of a line of copy that captured the Zeitgeist is the famous one for Nike that said, believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything. There was also a clever print ad that came out a few months ago when Brexit became official. The ad said, into Europe, out of Europe, into Europe, out of Europe, into Europe, out of Europe, we do it every day, P&O ferries. A ferry company beautifully trinjacked Brexit. Even though this was not exactly short copy, it still made a great impact. Clearly, even in, in an era of short attention spans, people will still read something if it interests them. At the risk of stating the obvious, a copywriter today cannot avoid digital. It's easy for me to say that because I started my career at Wonderman, a digital agency, which means I wrote digital copy even before I did my first TVC. But even a writer who started off writing print ads needs to get immersed in the digital medium in order to stay relevant today. This requires an understanding of how people process information in the digital medium, be it websites, apps, or social media. It requires an understanding of information architecture. This is not as scary as it sounds. This just means an understanding of how the different pieces of a website or an app fit together and which information is conveyed when in what order. You don't need to be a programmer to figure these things out. An advanced use of common sense is more than enough. This means that a copywriter needs to work closely with art directors and developers. Ray Inamoto, who used to be Global Chief Creative Officer of AKQA, once said, the old dichotomy of art and copy will be replaced with a new dichotomy of art and code. I don't agree with him, but I believe that the new dichotomy will be a trichotomy of art, code and copy. This means that copy cannot be written on an island and then merged with art and code. Constant open communication among these three skill sets is the only way to make the creative output more than the sum of its parts. 
A handful of digital agencies around the world like AKQA, RGA and HUGE have figured this out. Some traditional advertising agencies like BBDO have also reinvented themselves, resulting in those agencies winning digital awards consistently. In case why you're wondering why I've taken a detour into digital marketing, I'd like to reassure you that it's not a detour at all. 70% of the marketing expenditure of brands has become digital over the past few years. Digital is like oxygen today. So any discussion about copywriting is inherently a discussion about digital copywriting. Here's what I believe. There is still very much a place for great copywriting today. But what constitutes great copywriting has changed. Great copywriting today requires an understanding of art, technology, human behavior, and the cultural zeitgeist. Great copywriting today requires the admission that copy is not the hero anymore. It's like a great soundtrack in a movie. A truly great soundtrack doesn't make you think the music is great. It makes you think the movie is great. Likewise, great copy today should not make you think the copy is great. It should make you take action, whether that action is buying a product or supporting a cause. Great copy of the past drew attention to itself. Great copy today has to draw attention to something greater than itself. If we master all of these, there is no need to worry if great copywriting is a thing of the past. And maybe people like me wouldn't mind calling ourselves copywriters again. There's one thing that has not changed about great copy. It continues to be about the human truth. That's because humans have fundamentally not changed and are unlikely to do so anytime soon. We still have hopes, dreams and fears. When David Ogilvy wrote about the electric clock being the loudest noise in the Rolls Royce, it required him to unearth a little human truth, which is people expect a powerful machine to make noise. And it's simply unbelievable if something as powerful as a Rolls Royce is so quiet that you can hear an electric clock. When the copywriter wrote FCK on the KFC ad a couple of years ago, he or she unearthed a human truth that people will forgive brands that make a mistake if they make fun of themselves for that mistake. What these two examples show is that the starting point of writing great copy has not changed. Start with a human truth. Speak to the human who is engaging with the work. As long as the human has hopes, dreams and fears, you can touch their hearts. Then the copy, art and code falls beautifully into place to touch their hearts. Let's quit the tendency to lament about the good old days of copywriting. The days of great copywriting are still there with us. We just need to accept that what constitutes great copy has changed in many ways, with a caveat that one thing has not changed and that's the human truth. Thanks for hearing what I've had to say on this subject that's close to so many of our hearts. Stay tuned for the next podcast.